0: Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29, a Peachtree Hoop podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. I'm here with Glenn Willis. Uh, We were just noting a couple of moments ago that this is episode 200, Uh, at least by one counting method. There were some funky episodes that were inserted for us that, that may have jotted the tally up or down one at some point, but uh by some means of counting, this would be the 200th. so uh, a confetti everywhere, Glenn.
1: Confetti everywhere. Congratulations to you. I, I've probably been on <laughs> maybe maybe 25.
0: At the most, oh, I think we're we're past that. <laughs> are, are We've we? probably been on like 70 or something. Yeah, I think uh, 60, okay. 70. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah I, uh, maybe I was kind of the ones I was awake for. I don't know. I felt tired. I I'm, I think <laughs> it, it, we're both having challenges here. Kevin has no internet, and we're finding a workaround for that. Uh, so, you know, I mean, the universe has tried to kind of stop number 200 from happening, and we're having none of that. So, you know, c- congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, we should celebrate. Everyone should celebrate like things like this, so we should do that too. That's why there's confetti everywhere, I guess.
0: There we go. Uh, speaking of confetti everywhere, the the Hawks, uh, by some measure, have won three games in a row. Uh,
1: yeah, they don't, are, do are. Do they? Do they feel like normal wins? Were they satisfying? Like uh, most wins, you you'd, you'd hope most wins are, or were they uh, okay? They they avoided. Disaster. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> you know, I'm the optimistic, happy person. <laughs> They're wearing me down. Kevin, And I'm like, eh, that, was, that was okay. Better than
0: losing. <laughs> the winning is better than losing. And and Trey is scoring a lot of points. And, uh, you know, the Hawks are treading water in the, the ninth seed. The, the biggest game is the one that's coming up tomorrow because that is a play in preview.
1: It's a huge game um and then it's funny i was looking ahead from there i guess from there they have memphis and new orleans um which these three games are not easy games i mean the schedule is supposed to get easier but when i guess when you're you know scratching at 500 the whole season like any stretch of games is not gonna you know look like freebies you know at this point and and you know, after seeing them play that Pacers team and then that Pacers team, I don't think anyone should look at anything on the remainder of their schedule. About 15 games, I think it seems like they have probably left. As three bees in the they need them all. So, yeah, the Charlotte game will be huge. But uh, um, I, I'm, I'm probably dragging us away from talking about Trey, which, um, which is probably where you're trying to take us there.
0: Yeah, let, let's talk about Trey. Uh, where is he? You know, What's going right for him? Uh, what's going wrong for everyone else, it seems, you know, I guess if I had one critique from, from the last couple of games, you know, without getting into sort of the, the details, it's like, it, it feels like, you know, in sort of a, if we really sort of generalize, it just feels like Trey has to do too much on offense and Clint has to do too much on defense. And it's like, everybody, you know, kind of just plays a little bit too passively. Well, you know, Clint will figure it out. Trey will figure it out. It just seems like they need more on both ends. Uh, but is that unfair?
1: No, I think that's spot on. I, you know, I think I think they missed John, and John was clearly trying to play through a what looks like, um, at least from what I've seen, a pretty gruesome uh, hand injury in addition to the foot thing he's trying to play through. And Gallo's, Gallo missed the last game. I can't remember if he missed the last two now, um, you know, so they they're, they don't have their normal full rotation once again. Um, and then I feel like Trey has had to pick it up these last few games specifically because their next best offensive player for a while has been Boogie. And you've noted, um, uh, at least in, in Slack and, and other interactions that I've seen, that he's basically stopped making shots uh, of last few games. And I think that shifts even more of the offensive workload to, to Trey. I think the defense is what it is. I, I don't have any expectation that the perimeter slash point of attack defense is really ever going to be what you'd want it to be for them to have some kind of shot to make some noise uh, here down the end of the season. Uh, but I think on offense, this bogey shot making disappearing shifts basically all of it on the Trey is what it's looked like the last games. And on defense, it's really going to be Clinton, uh, Onyeka, uh, really trying to just protect the rim and hope for the best. Otherwise, is what it looks like to me.
0: Yeah, and one thing that that's a little bit bothersome is that okay, you're you're down your power forwards. Uh, say what you will about you know Jalen Johnson. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that at some point because he's playing in Westchester when the Hawks have none of their regular power forwards. But like. When you, when you have these smaller lineups because you don't have Collins and, and most recently just for that last game, I think they haven't had Gallinari and I think he's listed as probable for the Charlotte game, but you're know you playing smaller and when your point of attack defense is as bad as it is and you're counting on, on Clint for so many of these cleanup challenges, the rebounding hard because Clint's getting out of position. He's not boxing out the opposing center. He's stepping up to provide the help defense. And the rebounding is suddenly a mess too. And you don't have, you know, when you have John Collins, that's a, a wonderful sort of uh, security blanket second option in those situations where Clint would normally step up. Now they don't have that. Yeah, it's pretty
1: brutal. Um and um you know charlotte will go to work on the offensive glass with their athleticism and they're they're you know they're pretty big uh at the guard positions and and play young energetic lineups uh and such uh steven adams is no fun to deal with on on the glass uh for that memphis game um and and yeah it's i mean it's a challenge you know uh i i it's, it's kind of funny i uh, as you know, I work in uh, as a cybersecurity consultant, At my job we talk about defense and depth to in our in that area of my, my day job kind of work. Where you want layers of defense, and that's what the Hawks really any good team really needs to have is you're good at the point of attack. You know, you're you're bringing kind of shading help or bringing extra bodies when needed to that uh, to kind of help fortify that point of attack defense. And then if if that gets breached, then you need Second layer, then your third layer is is the rib protector. And as you noted, you know, Clint, especially in the fourth quarter, is getting drawn all the way out to the perimeter. Um, And he's been pretty phenomenal uh, the last week, two weeks, or, or, you know, what have you, especially on critical possessions. But if that's what you're going to be exposed to for the whole game, everybody's going to have to help rebound. And uh, and even if everybody's trying hard, it's still pretty a a suboptimal situation. So it's um, you know, but like I said, I, I think their defense is what it is. I, I don't I don't see reason to be hopeful that they're gonna kind of pick it up and, and take it up a level or not. Um I think I think we we see the energy kind of go and the effort kind of come and go or, or or go up and down is maybe a better way to put that. Um, but you I think you're exactly right. It's basically all on Clint and all on Okongu uh to kind of just hold something together and at least. Uh, try to impact, you know, you know, what would be easy shots at the rim. It's, it's, uh, that's not, not, not the way you draw it up, I think.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons I, I'm concerned about Bogey is, you know, I, I think it's a health thing. Like, you know, he, he's, he's been kind of in a shooting slump for the last five games and, You know, when when you watch bogey play defense, you know, he's a a smart help defender and a willing help defender. But when he's at the point of attack, it just seems like he's had a lot of just sort of clean blowbys. And that's concerning as much as as the the shooting slope. And when you put them together, you wonder if that that little mini burst that he had before coming out of the all star break was, you know, directly related to him getting a little bit of a break. And now he's back into the you know game every other day grind, and it's 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 challenging or it's 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 grinding down on him a little bit with with you know a knee issue that's longer term than you would have liked.
1: Yeah, he he had a, a big play uh, in the Portland game where Clint in the fourth quarter Clint got taken out to the perimeter, and he showed up right at the rim and helped Clint create a turnover in a really critical possession, and he. You know, to his credit, he's been probably their best help defender uh, in, in all of this. He, he, I mean, he doesn't really have um, what, he, what is needed to kind of keep, you know, any sort of credible ball handler in front of him right now, just like you said. that you know, he is helping – and he helps rebound as best he can. Uh, I think, too, at all, people will laugh at the one possession that we all remember <laughs> where he didn't get the rebound – and uh, at the end of a, a the the close game, uh, but he does come down and just try to uh, bring his body down there and take up some space and, and help rebound. Um, you know, I mean, Herder has been shooting the ball, I think, better uh, of late as Bogey's kind of lo- um, kind of lost his ability to lock down shots. Um, it, you know, but man, it, this just kind of just emphasizes how much they need. Shooters at the four guys who can stretch the floor at the four, they have two of them. Uh, and you know, now they're down Collins again for some period of time, potentially. I don't, I don't know what really the outlook is for him. He's probably just waiting on that swelling to come down, I would guess.
0: And, um, and when you, when you do get him, it's not, you know, he's not going to be the idealized version. No, like that, you know, it's, it's going to be rough. Like, you know, he's, he's struggling when he, when he does come back, it's, it's not going to be, you know, the best version.
1: Right, and then you have some matchups where Gallo has to make his shots, or he's a really tough matchup from a you know as he can generate the value. He's he's tough, really tough against Charlotte because of how small and fast they play. Um, he's right. tough against Memphis because of how fast they play and and how Ja will just push the pace and blow by any defender who's um, who needs a little extra time to kind of you know get back on defense. And, um, right. and so it's just good, you know and. Um, the, the Pelicans are, are interesting. I think they're a better matchup for him. But, it yeah, it's 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 going to be rough. Perhaps Charlotte playing small will help them get by a bit more with 100 minutes right. at the four. Um, yep. But um, but it's – I still feel like when I try to kind of visualize what's it going to take for them to get these important wins, it's like it's going to take so much from Dre. And on the other end, it's going to take Clinton and Yucca really just, you know, being – um, almost superhuman uh, at the rim, just to deny all of the um kind of penetration and such that's, that's coming straight downhill the at them all too often. So, I don't, starting you know and maybe this is me getting a little older and more more mature and not uh, being so wrapped around the axle like some Hawks fans are right now, being so frustrated with the team. But I'll be honest with you, it just feels like this is a season where when it's over, people. On whether it's on the team, even though they can't say it, uh, or whatever, it's just like, okay, thank God that's over. (laughs) Let's you know, let's uh, let's kind of recalibrate a little bit here. But man, I think I I said this on Twitter tonight. Like March is a grind for every single team in the league. It's March is the grind. Um, yep. You know the teams that are doing really well, like Phoenix, you know can can get their guys a break. Uh, there's almost no one else, uh, unless there's teams at the top of the East that are gonna just be fine, whether they're one through three or whatever that turned out to be. But for teams that are have kind of put themselves or this, you know, the schedule, like the Hawks had one of the um, less fortunate kind of COVID stretches. I felt like um, they're not alone in that, but I, th- I thought they were they the timing of it hit them just unfortunately. And it came right in front of the West coast road trip and they were bringing guys back on that West coast road trip one player at a time. So I do think that impacted their, their record here, but it's not like once that was over, they started playing at a level that was anything, anything that resembled what they did last year down the stretch, not, not even close to that. Um So, you yeah, know, I feel like there's, a lot to learn there will be a lot to learn from the season it's probably not going to go super deep into the playoffs so i'd love to be proven wrong about that but i don't really kind of see the makings of a team that's going to really kind of threaten the, uh, you know if they can get uh, out of the play-in which that looks like a certainty they're going to be in that you know seven through ten somewhere in there um trying to take on a, a milwaukee or a philly uh or you know or some team like that um they don't like a team that can really do that. So I I just feel like it's one of those things where Trey's going to be trying like crazy on offense because that's what he does. He can, he is an offensive workhorse, no doubt about it. Clint and, uh, you know, and and Yuka will be trying to do what they can do on defense. But I feel like when it's finally (laughs) over, there's going to be like, okay, okay, that one's over. Let's look ahead. You know, what do we need to do to set ourselves up to, maybe handle next season a little bit differently it's too early to talk about changes and things like that but it just feels like a team that's like we can't no one can say it out loud but it's like man just ready for this and be over to a degree that's how it seems to me anyway
0: yeah i mean that's that's fair i mean it's it it's not hard for me to think along the lines of you know just let Clint get through this season healthy. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. let him have that off season so that he doesn't start off this season or the next season, the way that he did this season. Uh, if he has good health through an off season, I think that's just the first leg up for next season that they didn't have this season. And the season is so short now uh, that, you know, you could almost say, well, geez, there's just these handful of games. Can can he just get through that healthy? Because if he does, that would be really good. Uh, you you mentioned those the the two teams coming up the Hornets and uh, Memphis um, the Hawks can't play transition defense like they did against Portland in the first half if if they face those two teams. No, and especially Memphis. Memphis might score <laughs> eighty points on them in the first half. Yeah, you
1: know if that's how it goes. Um, Charlotte is a more of a they run hot and cold. They're a little bit like the Hawks in that way. I mean they 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 do different stuff, but it's kind of there and not. You know, right. Memphis was just driving a straight down your throat every possession, you know. And would be that would be a different kind of challenge. But I mean, you know it, I don't I don't know if we'll see more Delon, you know, you know that's I, that was Jara, my next question. You know yeah yeah and then um you know who's going to match up with Miles Bridges, who is a, a tough, a tough guy to match up with. Um, you know, it's been John. You know, when when he, he he's been healthy for the most part against him, right. it, yep. it's a brutal matchup for Gallo um, if he play yep. if he's able to play. Um, but but you know, I would imagine they're going to lean on TLC. Uh, you know, they rolled out Knox in the first half of the night, and he was pretty bad. And TLC gave them a little bit of something in the, in the second half. And, and to be honest, it made a difference in that game. <laughs> kind of funny to say, you know. Um, no. I, I,
0: well, let, let's stop there, though. Go back a little bit. Like, in, in what ways did was it rough for Kevin Knox, like, like specifically? Because it looked to me like, I don't know, like rust or nerves or something. Like, it wasn't like he's bad at basketball. It was like right. they'd throw him a pass and it was like, it looked like he just wouldn't like even catch it clean. Like he was just like so excited that the ball would just kind of bounce around in his hands when he was catching it. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, he looked, he just looked a little punchy, you know, to me and like, yeah, okay, I'm open. I'll take this shot. But whenever I watch him take a shot at a game, it's like, is his heart really in it? And that, I mean, that applies to a lot of guys who are kind of in uh, the space he's in in the league in terms of like, you know, trying to, built of confidence you know even as a young veteran as we might call him um but but he looks like a guy who's would be absolutely fine not if the ball never found him or if he if the defense never made him the guy that was wide open to take that shot that he'd be just fine you know and i think right. i think the the a correct narrative around him for a while has just been it's confidence issue you know on, on defense when he's not catching the ball you know making a decision with the ball. He's pretty you know, I talked about it, he's pretty sound on that side of things. Um yeah. I don't know that he's really that much different than TLC is there. He probably moves a little bit better than TLC. TLC is probably a little stronger. Um but like that three point three point TLC, TLC
0: gets into a good uh he gets into a good stance. Like he does. came in and like instantly it's like ooh wow we I guess we really should expect that more often, but like he came in and got in that defensive stance. It's like, it's, it's a little bit sad that it stood out. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's,
1: it it is, but I mean, it, it, not to always go like this, but you know, he came through the ranks in Europe and they, they they teach that stuff in Europe and, and I'm not here to kind of, you know, pick on like Kentucky or whatever, um, but get guys who were one and done and kind of go through the, the, you know, the, the, the blue chip programs, all that sort of stuff, that stuff doesn't always, um, get ingrained in and when it, even when it does, it doesn't always, um, stick, um, and for whatever reason, but guys who, you know, have to compete through the different levels, development levels in Europe tend to come out with a little bit more of that, uh, sometimes. So it doesn't surprise me. (laughs) And sometimes I I wonder, like, I've been wondering, like, weeks on end, like, what TLC is thinking when he's sitting over there watching, uh, you know, like a a Knox play in front of him in some cases and and things like that. I I still remember a game from, I don't know, three or four weeks ago where Nate threw the, quote, garbage time lineup on the court and the camera panned to TLC. I think they were telling him who he had the guard. And he he said, you could just see, like, you know, I'll obviously clean it up, like, F me. Like, he was, like, and it was like, he had to play, like, a minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> and there was something he was very, very much not happy with having to deal with when the other team had the garbage lineup on, too. So, it's, I, you know, I'd love to sit down and get Teal's actual true, honest thoughts about this because, um, like, like, when they made the deal for Docs, I I think they had to give him a shot and see if getting him out of New York and kind of putting him in this mix, you know, and, and such, but I wonder now going forward if Nate will just turn back to to TLC, especially as they're so shorthanded at the four.
0: But TLC might yeah, be like in the I, front of that I, line. I, I'm intrigued.
1: <laughs> I, I sort t- of think
0: he won't play Yeah, oh, because, so? because okay. Gallo will play. Oh, okay. But I think Gallo is listed as probable. So, I mean, I'm expecting I – w- I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Gallo came off the bench, like played but came off the bench in Charlotte. Mm. Like DeLon that, that again. Be better Fitch with the bench unit and yeah, let, let Delon. you know, he, he was important in the second half, uh, yeah. you know, shutting down Josh Hart. Uh, that, that was a real thing that he huge, did and, and they're going to need more of that against, against Charlotte, you know, the more that, that Trey has to do carrying the offense without John and, and, you know, maybe without much, without the best version of Gallo, uh, you know, without the best version of bogey he's going to have to do a lot on offense that's going to take away from his defense. And, and, you know, DeLon picks up so much in that area, like having him as a transition defender is going to be huge this week. I I wouldn't be shocked if they just stick with him starting for a little bit as, as, as bogey struggles and, and Gallo comes back from injury uh, against teams that he might not be well-suited to match up with. So yeah, agreed. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see more DeLon, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: I mean,
0: I, I hope so, but yeah, and, and,
1: and, and I mean, Nate stubborn is just the, the thing that always, <laughs> you know, we have to kind of keep in mind. Uh, and I mean, he's not the only stubborn coach, but um, by default, and then your average NBA coach
0: is a stubborn person. <laughs> and, you know, well, and, but if he's stubborn, though, that is actually the reason for more DeLon. I mean, he in his post game comments, the first thing he wanted to talk about was DeLon. So. Yeah, but Don uh, was
1: out of the
0: rotation the week ago. Well, that that's true, but, <laughs> but now now you've got you've just got a different situation with John. Right. Like that's that's just you know that's a, we're in another world uh, yeah. with, without John Collins. Yeah. So he's, he's, he, a nice he's back in the rotation until John returns.
1: Yeah, agreed, and he's a nice option against Lamelo. Uh, or Rozier, Rozier can like have like, he has like eight games a year where he, he looks like an MVP, you know, shooting the basketball. Yeah, he's definitely he's he's got a Jekyll Hyde thing. Uh, and then against Ja, he's probably best, but the best choice like the position to kind of deal with that. You know, sure. no no one has no one the Hawks have has that foot speed. I mean, no one in the league basically really has that. You know, to kind of throw him minus you know maybe three to five guys guards in the league that might have the speed to kind of move with him uh and such, but at least the the, the lawn is fundamentally sound and kind of pays attention, you know, to that stuff and, and can kind of hopefully. And he gets close. I mean, that's
0: his single best basketball characteristic is that right. he's just an elegant mover around the court. Like he just, it, he's so graceful with speed. Like it's just unbelievable. Like, Oh, I want to be there. I'll go there and it just happens so fast like. Yeah. You know, that that's what makes him so dangerous as 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 sort of a free safety defender that if you get careless on the dribble or chaos on a pass, he can just get from point A to B with this incredible will and and just so fast like it's yeah. it's it's wonderfully noticeable.
1: Yeah, and the anticipation, he'll he'll kind of see a deflection happening a moment before everyone else does and kind of get an extra step and, and get there and kind of retrieve the ball, you know. And that, that's where his value is. He, it, he I know I understand fans still find him frustrating to watch on offense, um, which I think is you know true. I, I still think um you know he need he could be more a lot more aggressive, and that would be helpful. I don't I don't know what the obstacle is there. I joked the other night at the end of the game. When they um I guess the Blazers when they called that clear path foul that he actually would have to try to score the basket now, score the ball <laughs> <laughs> because he got you know those two for free throws there. But uh but I mean yeah, I think everyone knows I'm a DeLon fan and I support him and, and think that even playing next trade just can bring so much kind of balance to to what they need, um, even if it's not. It's obviously not perfect. I mean, if Delon just played with the second unit and kind of brought the defense there, and they had the defense they needed otherwise on the starting unit, that would be ideal. But that's just not going to be there this year. you know, I think we just have to accept that this is who they are defensively and hope that they exceed their 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 normal baseline when it matters the most. Um, that you know, it's like maybe Herder shows up with a, like a, a really big game in the most supported game of the year we get down to the plan and things like that i'm not i'm not ruling out that you know that they can kind of elevate their play but i think expecting them to elevate it and kind of keep it elevated i I don't they i think they've shown us enough this year to kind of uh just let go of that (laughs) just let go of that idea for now
0: yeah i mean and you know the the Losing Collins is big because if, if DeAndre Hunter is your starting power forward, you, your point of attack defense is going to get even worse. Like mm-hmm. that, that's why Delon. That's part of the reason why Delon's so important here is that you know if if Hunter has to guard Bridges tomorrow, or if you're hearing this Wednesday today, um, that you you know you need some some bodies that you can put on point of attack defense. it can't betray it. It can't be bogey. Like you're, you're just going to need a little more in that department. And, uh, you know, DeLong can play a big role there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and thinking about Memphis, you know, Trey has been under, I think, mostly understandably rough on uh, defense with all the offensive workload he's had. I mean, but it's, it's been really rough the last few games uh, on yeah. that end. And I mean, I think Memphis. Will spread you out and move the basketball as well as anyone in terms of creating those wide open corner threes. It feels like uh, once jaw kind of collapses you, if you're able to kind of stop him at all, that, that weak corner, weak side corner three is available. It feels like 50 for 50 shots a game when, when you're watching the team that you root for play them. Um, but I mean, but the, the specific deficiencies Trey has had these last you know, few games or whatever is going to be. An even bigger problem against a team like Memphis. I mean a little a little bit less so Charlotte just because they're a little more methodical their their guards kind of dribble 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 you know and even their wings right. would do that as well and, and John does that for sure but I mean John knows how to kick the ball out when the whole he collapses the entire defense. So it you know it's that's gonna be kind of a, a scary one um mostly in the context of like they need these wins. so you know it'll be interesting to see how how that works. Memphis is the scary team on the horizon to me. The the Charlotte game is massive because they're in the Eastern Conference and they're jockeying for position. And you know, you really do want to finish seven, eight, if at all possible, as opposed to nine, ten. And this this game will go a long way towards kind of deciding who um, get so maybe a little
0: bit of a leg up uh, heading into this last fifteen games or so. I had something that made me mad the other day. <clears throat> I don't normally get overly emotional about basketball, <laughs> but this this kind of tangentially applies to the Hawks. Uh, because you know it's it's uh it's a college park thing. Hmm. I was watching the college park game, I don't know how many days ago, it's like Saturday night or something. One of the games that I, I think it was Jalen's first game back with them. And there's like 48 seconds left. College Park is up six. And there's some kind of video review for a coach's challenge and whatever the, the ruling was, they overturned the call. So it was a jump ball, center court, 48 seconds. College Park's up six. They win the jump ball. And Cap Barber goes straight in for a layup <laughs> and smokes the layup. Doesn't hit the rim. Doesn't make the shot. Glenn, up six with 48 seconds left and a full shot clock. I almost chucked my remote against the wall. Like, what you want from Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper is to be learning from Langston Galloway or somebody who's a mature basketball player that makes good decisions. I was upset because that's what that you know this is supposed to be their learning experience jalen is learning like he's he's you know getting, getting more better. solid he's his decision better. making yep. you know it's all five out stuff and so it's like him at sort of like the three-point elbow dribble handoff you know pump fake drive but like you can see that the decision making is so much more fluid now and 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 it's working but yeah, as as a veteran ex- example for, for those two young guys, that one really upset me.
1: Yeah, how did I know that I was going to be about Cat Barber? Somehow I knew that. That was going to be about Cat Barber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah. He should yeah. know better. He should know better. He should know better. He should know better. For sure. Which is which is uh, why some, uh,
1: some rare... Rear uh, anger shows up. He should know better.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have anything else that we need to cover before we're done here? You got your bracket. I feel on? like I'm, there was something you said. <laughs> bracket. Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> I don't you. even have. I don't even have cable this week, so uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. You're, you're going to miss approximately
1: uh, two hundred college basketball games this week. If I forgot the exact number, uh, but.
0: yeah, it's so yeah it's thirty-two. It, if it mattered to me as much as it mattered to some people, this would be devastating. I, it I'm not personally crushed by this. And I could probably use like a, a Wi-Fi hotspot or something to kind of triage things. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, like
1: it's hard. It's hard to find a creative way to camp out at like a, a sports bar for like 12 30 hours <laughs> you know
0: yeah and it's it's also my anniversary thursday so oh. like uh yeah I, I i don't think camping at a sports bar for 12 hours is going to work i don't know is it or it will be my last anniversary it okay could, it could be yeah it could be <laughs> uh as a, as a
1: guy who uh you know i'm on my second marriage, so I, and i and i contrast my choices between the two and that sounds like one that would have landed me on the path that we don't want you on a <laughs> <laughs> so happy anniversary congratulations so well, thank you thank we, you thank we, you very we much have, we have a, a milestone one coming up in july and we have some plans made for that so we're looking forward to that all right but
0: down the road a little well, bit. let's but, keep uh, the world intact until then
1: i yeah please let's please do
0: um let's do that uh as best uh, we can it's not really intact right now but like portions of it are so maybe we can keep a couple portions kind of upright for you yeah yeah i mean my my philosophy and and all
1: this is to do what i can where where i am and and so that's what i i try to focus on while also uh being aware of other things (laughs) but you know i'm gonna keep trying to focus on doing what i can where i am
0: (laughs) there you go well thank you kevin very good all right, <laughs> you are in charge, sir. I don't have internet, so I, I know your first time as a producer. Godspeed. Yeah,
1: and and it's it's strange because I feel like I should be like like leading this, but it's it's it, that's your your job. So a little role confusion here. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't detract too much from the
0: uh listenability. of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you doing double duty. My pleasure. Thanks, Kelly. No.